Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess. Today's guest is Champaign County Circuit Clerk, Katie Blakeman. Good afternoon, Katie. Good afternoon, and thanks so much for having me. Your office is the place people go for passports, to pay court fines, to go for a jury duty summons. In your own words, how would you classify what the Circuit Clerk's office does? So uh, the Circuit Clerk's office has two primary areas of responsibility. We keep all of the records for the Circuit Court. So that can be anything from a traffic ticket to all civil cases, so divorces, um, custody cases, lawsuits, uh, even little small claims cases, all criminal cases, so misdemeanors and felonies. So we keep all of those records and make them available to the public. That's one of our um, key things that we keep records for, both for preservation and for making them available to the public. And then our second area of responsibility is in the collection and disbursement of court fines and fees. So everything that the court orders a person to pay on a case, we collect that and then we disperse it to the various entities. So that's a lot of times the state, a lot of local uh, municipalities, the police agencies who write a traffic ticket. Well, it could be restitution in a criminal case, all kinds of different places. How often do people confuse the circuit clerk with the county clerk? All the time, all, all the time. Um, you know, they're very close in name. And so, you know, we are uh, both work for the county. And so, you know, I like to tell people, no, I don't have anything to do with elections. I have no interest in having anything to do with running elections. Uh, with the very uh, exception of uh, drainage district elections, which is a whole nother weird section of law that we handle. But everything to do with the courts, uh, you'll find in the circuit clerk's office. A county clerk's office, you'll find elections, marriage licenses, birth certificates, and things like that. And in many counties, those two office holders are in the same building. It is a little bit more confusing in Champaign because, you know, you would have to come into the courthouse to see me and then to see the county clerk, you'd have to go out to Brookins. Uh, we try with the signage, but we still every day have somebody coming in looking for a birth certificate. Now, since you were elected in 2012, you focused your efforts on improving technology and accessibility in the courts. What are a few of the things you've digitized since you've taken office? Lots of things. Uh, one of the the things that we started with, which seems very simple, but uh, was digitizing the the notices that we send ourselves. So the circuit clerk is ordered to send notice lots of times. Before I came into office, my uh, staff were printing those notices, then scanning them, and then <laughs> saving it to the record. Uh, so I thought, isn't there a way to just save that? And it turns out it was a little bit more complicated than that, but those are some of the kind of little things that I started with. Um, next was our disposition reporting. So prior to my taking office, it took us a full year to be approved by the Supreme Court for this, but we were sending notice, we were sending all of our disposition notices to the state electronically. So the disposition is the final outcome of a case. So when a person is convicted of a felony, that um, disposition or final outcome has to be sent to the state police and to various other state agencies. And so we were mailing those on handwritten paper forms to Springfield. So we went through all the process to be approved to send those notices electronically. Um, and once we did that, the turnaround time for when those dispositions are loaded to the state system is much, much faster. Now it's about 48 hours. Uh, back then it was about four to six weeks. So that was a significant improvement. Not something you would necessarily see as much of from the outside, uh, but from internally, that was a big change. And then after that, we focused our efforts more on what you would see from the outside. So we spent 
oh, more than a year working on a new website that would provide more information for the public, um, a lot of self-help information. We have more and more people coming to the courthouse who do not uh, have a lawyer or can't afford a lawyer, and so we have a lot of self-help information. We started with a survey of the public and uh, found out that, well, we had more than 700 responses to that survey. So it was one a really uh, robust response to a government survey of local government services, uh, but that showed us how much people really use our website. And so we spent a lot of time developing it based on that feedback, worked with a local company, Pixo, which was wonderful. And so we're really, really proud of that. Um, we get a lot of uh, feedback from folks on our website and especially how accessible it is. We spent a lot of time making sure that it was ADA accessible, so it is um, translated. Uh, it can be translated into many, many languages. It is accessible to people with visual impairments as well. You serve on the board of trustees for the Champaign Public Library. You're a member of the Executive Club of Champaign County, a sustaining member of the Junior League of Champaign-Urbana. You were a graduate of the United Way of Champaign County's Emerging Community Leaders Program, and a 2016 Edgar Fellow. Talk about some of those achievements. Well, obviously, my daughters would be my first uh, thing that I'm that I'm most proud of. Um, I, my daughters are are every, a lot of what I do. I think is to provide an example for them and what women can do, especially because I have daughters. Um, in terms of professionally, where I spend my time, I really, really enjoy my time on the Champaign Public Library Board. Um, I'm a townie. I've been here my whole life with a with a short period away for school and, and work, but the Champaign Public Library has always been uh, special to me. I remember as a child, the first time I realized that there was no limit to the number of books I could check out, and that was just mind-blowing to me. And I want to preserve that for every child in this community um, to be able to have that feeling of uh, no limit in the number of books that they can read or no limit to the knowledge they can acquire. And then in terms of what I'm most proud of in recognitions, and that would be the Edgar Fellows Program. I went through that in 2016, and it was an outstanding, um, life-changing experience. Um, I've always described myself as a Jim Edgar Republican, and I think that was only solidified through that process because his vision is is so much about uh, both parties working together and and get, getting to know why a person uh, has a different viewpoint than you do and how you can create compromise. And so his vision for the program is that someday the Speaker of the House um, this, of the state legislature, the mayor of Chicago, and the governor of Illinois will all be um, former Edgar Fellows. And he's getting closer to that vision uh, with the new lieutenant governor, Juliana Stratton, who was in my Edgar Fellows class. And so, you know, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to have a have someone like her be someone that I know really well. Um, she went, we went through this program together in the following year when she was in the legislature. She had a couple of bills that impacted the circuit clerk's office, and I was able to call her and talk with her about that. We didn't ultimately agree on the outcome of it, but she was very responsive. So while I'm not wild about the idea of another billionaire uh, as a, as governor of Illinois, I am encouraged that Juliana Stratton is there. I think she'll be responsive and understanding and listening to both sides. Um, and the fact that Governor Edgar is part of the transition team, I think is also very encouraging. So I, I'm trying to be hopeful and optimistic. You are a very positive person. And does it annoy you as it does me when people say, 
How does she do it all? A working mom with three kids and a husband, but that never seems to come up with men. Yes. Yes. It annoys me. Um, it annoys me for a lot of reasons. One, because yeah, uh, my husband isn't asked that question. Um, we have the same children and we have about the same, uh, we have the same responsibilities and we work about the same kind of hours. Um, and, and no one ever asks him that question, but I think it annoys me too, because it's dismissive of the experiences of women who don't have a choice, but to do it all and do more than that. You know, I only work one job with pretty regular hours and I have a husband who's a partner, a true partner, uh, and my family lives here. So, you know, if my husband and I both have a meeting in the evening, I always have my family here. My mom can pick up my kids. You know, I am incredibly, incredibly privileged in to be in the situation that I am. And, and my life is not hard in that way. I mean, parenting is hard for everyone, but um, it that question annoys me too, because it it is then dismissive of the of the experiences of people who have to work three and four jobs or two or three jobs or way more than I do in order to put food on the table and take care of their families. It's a perfect transition into the Expungement and Record Sealing Summit in Champaign County. This is a chance for people to clear their criminal record with volunteer lawyers on hand, fees waived. The second event helped around 300 people, more than 700 cases. Why, in your opinion, is this event so important? So uh, this event is is the most rewarding work that I get to do all year. I'm just so grateful that we've found a way to um, to bring all of this together. I think one of the things that's the most unique about it is that it is so well supported by so many different organizations in the community. We have uh, Representative Carol Ammon's office and Senator Scott Bennett's office uh, have both been great partners from the very beginning. Uh, their staff members have been uh, part of our planning committee and they've been a part of it from the beginning. And I, I really appreciate that. You don't often find a Republican office holder and Democratic legislators uh, cooperating or working together on an event like this. Um, so that is wonderful. It includes all the police agencies, local police agencies who waive the fees uh, to be fingerprinted. So in order to participate in the program, a person who is seeking to have a criminal record cleared um, has to first be fingerprinted so that they can get a state police transcript. And ordinarily, if you were to walk into any police agency and say, hey, I need to get a transcript and get fingerprinted, you would pay $40. And so uh, we were able to, that first year, set the precedent of getting the local agencies to waive that fingerprinting fee in order to remove any financial barriers to participation. Uh, we started with the sheriff's office and twisted a little arms there. Um, and then we moved on to uh, the other agencies and they have been great partners. And I think that also sends a message to the participants that those agencies want to see them succeed and want to see them um, be able to move forward with their lives. Um, and then in, with the judiciary, uh, that first year in 2016 when we started, um, that set a legal precedent. Um, judge Flannel, who was the chief judge at the time, issued an administrative order waiving all of the filing fees for participation. So that made sure that we didn't have to, that no one had to pay any filing fees, or if they couldn't afford those filing fees, which honestly, most people who would, are seeking this kind of relief um, already qualify, can't afford uh, to pay those filing fees, ordinarily would have to file a fee waiver petition and have a judge look at it and decide whether or not they qualified. So we didn't have to do any of that. And many of the other counties that uh, that have programs like this, um, ours is modeled after the Cook County Expungement Summit, which was 
when I first visited, you know, you don't usually find times to say, uh, here's what we're holding Cook County up as an example of, of what we want to do. We don't hear that often, but it really was a great program. And, and so we modeled it after theirs, although uh, they still require their participants to fill out that fee waiver petition and they have judges on hand and they have to have a little mini hearing before they can uh, go ahead and file their, their petitions. And so luckily we don't have to do any of that. And that's because of our excellent uh, judiciary and being supportive of, of the event. Really what, you know, we have all kinds of attorneys who give up their entire Saturday to help people prepare those petitions. And even prior to the event, helping determine the eligibility. Um, and then the law school has been a great partner. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the experiences of the participants that make it rewarding for me. I'll never forget the first year we had uh, a gentleman we were helping. I was walking him through the resource fair where we had folks from the State Department with uh, passport information. And we had folks from the Secretary of State's office uh, with driver's license information. And then we had uh, the county clerk's office there with voter registration and he said to me, uh, he said, oh, no, but I can't vote because, you know, I, I have a felony. And I said, oh, yes, you can. There's no law in Illinois that says that uh, that you can't vote because you have a criminal record. And he told me that he felt like he was a real person again. And so that kind of experience um, is why why we continue to do this work. It's a lot of work. Uh, and when I go around to uh, rotaries and lions clubs and, and all kinds of organizations talking about this work, there's sometimes is a little bit of hesitancy at first. You know, people don't quite understand why we're spending time working on a program like this. And but invariably, at the end, after after the remarks, someone will come up to me and say, you know, uh, my nephew had a thing, uh, you know, he's a real good kid, but, uh, he had this thing. And I, I wonder if, if this is something that could help him. And I say, yes, absolutely. You know, this is the, you know, and so the takeaway from that is that, you know, people think of a person with a criminal record as, you know, I'll often hear, you know, as an ex felon or, uh, a criminal and, you know, really it's a person first and they're your neighbors, they're your hairdresser, they're your family members. The statistics will show that one in four Americans have been arrested before their 21st birthday. So it's quite a few more people, you know, than you realize. And, and if those criminal records are preventing people from finding housing or finding employment, then it's very difficult for them to move on and be as, as supportive of their families as they would like to be. Katie, a couple times I've heard you mention about both parties working together, which is would be a great goal. And you posted this sweet tribute on Facebook the day after the election. Quote, today I want to thank my friends and incredible colleagues, Gordy Holton, John Farney, Diane Michaels, Alan Jones, and Matt Grandoni. I will sincerely miss your advice, support, and professionalism in county government. I so appreciate your willingness to serve the people of Champaign County. I am so grateful for having had the opportunity to work alongside you. You, Mark Sheldon, and Dwayne Northrup are now the representatives of the elected Republican Party in the county. Does the recent blue wave make you nervous about future elections? Uh, well, I would say I have never been complacent about uh, an, an election. Um, I approach every election the same way I did the first one. Um, and in, in that first one, of course, I had no guarantees of winning. And um, 
you know, <laughs> I, I just worked really hard and focused on uh, what I was qualified to do. Uh, and that's what I plan to continue to do. Um, I think that you never can take an election uh, for granted and, you know, you shouldn't. I think that the, that competitive elections make for much better office holders uh, because if you're complacent, you don't have as much motivation to continue to do the best job you possibly can in the work that you're doing. You know, I, I approach campaigning as a series of job interviews. So really every, you know, thousands and thousands of them, but you know, my, my goal of course will be to communicate to every single voter, all voters in Champaign County, why they should let me continue to do this job or why uh, they should hire me again to continue to do this job. You know, certainly it's important for us to, to uh, work with all voters. You know, you know, I can't take it for granted that that the voters that have voted for me in the past will vote for me again. And likewise, voters that may uh, have voted for someone else in the past may vote for me again in the future. I, I can't uh, guarantee that only by doing the best possible work that I can and communicating to people uh, why it is that the work is so important. So I enjoy this job because I enjoy the work itself. Um, I'm not here as a politician. I'm not really um, in it for politics. I'm in it for the work itself and being able to serve the people of Champaign County. You and your husband, T.J. Blakeman, as you mentioned him earlier, are great ambassadors of not just the county, but the city of Champaign as well. Is this going to be your home for the foreseeable future and you do want to run again? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We are, I'm from Champaign. TJ is not, although uh, he came to U of I for undergrad and stayed, um, works for the city of Champaign and is now also president of the Champaign County History Museum, um, where he spends lots of his time and his spare time. If you're so interested in Champaign County history, um, he is going to be starting a podcast. Uh, so... Uh, look for that soon. It's going to be riveting. I will be here. My family's here. Now my children are being raised here. My oldest daughter goes to Southside School in Champaign. Um, I'm a product of Unit 4 public schools, and um, I anticipate that my children will all be products of Unit 4 schools. Uh, we love it here. Uh, we love to reach out to people who have moved here because it, this is a, a community that has a lot of turnover um, because of the university, partly. And we love the vibrancy and the diversity of this community. Um, we love that it's, uh, what's the term, micro-urban, so a little city. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a lot of a lot of uh, amenities that you might see in a larger city. Um, you know, my oldest daughter enjoys opera, as all seven-year-olds do. Sure. Um, and so she will ask me uh, if, if we can go to the opera, and we can. We can do that here, um, but sure. also with an excellently short commute time. Oh, yeah. So it's it's kind of the best of both worlds for me, I think. Champaign County Circuit Clerk Katie Blakeman, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. 